Section 72 of The Cloister and the Hearth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Cloister and the Hearth by Charles Reed. Chapter 67. It would indeed have been strange if, with such barren data as they possessed, those men could have read the handwriting on the river's bank for there on that spot an event had just occurred which take it altogether was perhaps without a parallel in the history of mankind and may remain so to the end of time but it shall be told in a very few words partly by me partly by an actor in the scene gerard then after writing his brief adieu to pietro and andrea had stolen down to the river at nightfall he had taken his measures with a dogged resolution not uncommon in those who are bent on self-destruction he filled his pockets with all the silver and copper he possessed that he might sink the shorer and so provided hurried to a part of the stream that he had seen was little frequented there are some especially women who look about to make sure there is somebody at hand but this resolute wretch looked about him to make sure there was nobody and to his annoyance he observed a single figure leaning against the corner of an alley so he affected to stroll carelessly away but returned to the spot lo the same figure emerged from a side street and loitered about can he be watching me can he know what i'm here for thought gerard impossible he went briskly off walked along a street or two made a detour and came back the man had vanished but lo on gerard looking all round to make sure there he was a few yards behind apparently fastening his shoe gerard saw he was watched and at this moment observed in the moonlight a steel gauntlet in the sentinel's hand then he knew it was an assassin strange to say it never occurred to him that he was the life aimed at to be sure he was not aware he had an enemy in the world he turned and walked up to the bravo my good friend said he eagerly sell me thine arm a single stroke see here is all i have and he forced his money into the bravo's hands oh prithee prithee do one good deed and rid me of my hateful life and even while speaking he undid his gauntlet and bared his breast the man stared in his face why do you hesitate shrieked gerard have ye no bowels is it so much pains to lift your arm and fall it is it because i am poor and can't give ye gold useless wretch canst only strike a man behind not look one in the face there then do but turn thy head and hold thy tongue and with a snarl of contempt he ran from him and flung himself into the water margaret 
at the heavy plunge of his body in the stream the bravo seemed to recover from a stupor he ran to the bank and with a strange cry the assassin plunged in after the self-destroyer what followed will be related by the assassin end of section seventy two recording by john brandon